Hey everybody, welcome back to the June edition of the Church of the Harvest Family Ministries podcast. My name is Royce, Family Ministries Pastor here at Church of the Harvest, and I'm here with the most amazing children's director and human being of all time, almost. I mean, Jesus exists, and then there's like my wife and children, but then there's Cynthia Lewis. <laughs> She's here today. Say hi to the people. Hello. And of course, my child, my obvious child of the flesh, Jared Curley, our youth director. What's going on, bub? Hello. How are you? Great, man. Great. Uh, So kind of a weird question to start off today's podcast episode. What is your favorite church event memory? Period. Let's go. Okay, thankfully, he gave us a little bit of time to process this before (laughs) we started, because I do not like surprises. So that's kindness. I was thinking it through, and I was not a believer growing up. My family was raised in a tradition in which there really wasn't an opportunity to have a personal relationship with Jesus. And so it was after I um, was in my early 20s that I started to, well, God was pursuing me, and I started pursuing him in return. (laughs) But I got involved in youth ministry and took a group of middle schoolers down to Atlanta And we did some work with some daycare kind of place for troubled youth. And it was there that a little boy named Anthony came running into the room and just like destroyed every toy, (laughs) threw everything. He was mad, mad, mad. And of course, all the other kids are looking at him, all the... All the kids, all the other volunteers are looking at him like, wow, this is scary. This is all that. And my heart broke for him um, because why was he so angry at such a young age? So by the end of that week, um, that young man was used by God to probably change, change the trajectory of my life towards um the orphan Mm -hmm. uh the one who is feeling uh broken and rejected and is working all their stuff out (laughs) Mm -hmm. um because they don't have the capacity to do it without some help so i that's probably my my favorite memory and doing stuff like that with young people is uh, tiring but so much fun so yeah god use that in a big way yeah Cynthia took this in like a way more Christian direction Sorry. than I'm going to take it, but Jared, <laughs> I think it's actually, yeah, that has inspired another memory that I, I was going to say VBS last year. Cause that was just super fun being on the other side of VBS. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't volunteer for any kind of, any kind of anything that didn't serve me as a teenager. Cause I was a brat, but uh, so it was basically if I couldn't play drums or like get anything out of it, I wasn't doing it. Um, but last year, obviously, um, because it was my first year being a production director, having to do it. Um, it was just a super like cute, fun experience. And, um, luckily my friend Alicia was, uh, uh, doing photography for the whole event. And we kind of have like a similar, like affectionate feeling towards kids. And so we were just like having a really good time, like running around the building and just like watching these kids go crazy for like (laughs) the smallest things. Um, but to kind of match the energy of like what Cynthia said, I, 
I did, I have a lot of positive uh, camp experiences that really bump up against Royce's uh, theology, maybe even. <laughs> it might go as deep as that. But um, I hate youth camp. <laughs> but I had a, um, a number of like really, really positive experiences. Some really cringy ones. They made me beatbox one time and that was like a whole thing. Um, but I remember the my senior year going, um, I really, you know, I didn't, I didn't really know what any of, of this whole thing was about. You know, I knew I had grown up in church. I didn't really know if I was saved or not, but I knew that the year before I had like really heard the voice of God, like super clearly. And so I was like, whatever this is, like I'm willing to give up vaping for a week to go here and like <laughs> hang out, like, cause it's enough, you know, like right. I, I really want whatever that encounter was again. Um, and I ended up being the only senior uh, going and it wasn't a small youth group. I, yeah. I don't know if you remember how many kids. It was probably around like 30. Um, yeah, but that year we had shed an entire senior class because yeah. of some transition yes. stuff. So. <laughs> and I really love Royce, so I stuck around. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> it was like you and Cole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your two kids were yeah. the ones that stuck. Yeah. But um, so it was just kind of a cool feeling. I just, I, I like being in, in positions of leadership, not because I necessarily like all the things that come with leadership but it's just it's really like one of the things i can point to that like god is for sure just ingrained in the way that i operate mm -hmm. um and so it was kind of funny being like or not funny but just like fun being like a peer leader uh in that kind of like in that group of people um and it all kind of culminated with uh i think the last night or the second to last night um one of my best friends at the time um it was during a worship session and a bunch of people were going up for prayer and stuff. And him and I were kind of close to the altar, just worshiping. Uh, and he turned to me and like asked me to pray for, um, some really heavy stuff that was like going on with his mom. Um, like just some health things and just feeling the weight and the response. Nobody had ever asked me to pray for <laughs> anything before. I think Natalie Bryan asked me to pray for the beginning of uh, service one time as a worship team. And I think I literally said like a sentence and then like, thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> yeah, literally. And, uh, so, you know, and I, but I didn't feel nervous or anything like that because he was such a close friend and stuff. I just was like, okay, we're going to hunker down and I'm just going to pray. Like this person knows who I am, you know what I mean? So I'm just going to pray as authentically, um, as I can for, for this dude and his situation. And it was like, I just felt this unlock of like, of understanding leadership, not even, uh, in the, in the context that I had previously understood it, which was like drumline and, and being a band leader on certain weeks where someone couldn't make it or whatever, like these kind of very limited um, ideas of what leadership was and to see it in this kind of like um, in this more, I don't want to say church. I don't necessarily even want to say Christian, but just in this, like this life context of like, you're not just built to lead these systems and these organizations, but like you're built to, to lead even your peers, you know, and, and like people, you know, mm -hmm. like not just these kind of, like I said, like organizations and kind of structured things. And so it was just a really impactful moment that I still didn't really know much of what to do with. But looking back, it's such an easy thing to point at and be like, oh, wow, like you really it's so cool that God trusts us with these things and these really precious moments and like especially in positions of leadership before we even really deserve it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I had no quote unquote right, you know, to to pray for this guy in the quote unquote right way. You know what I mean? But God touched his heart and and told him that I was the guy that needed to pray for mm -hmm. him in this auditorium filled with tons of people again, quote unquote qualified to pray for him. And so it was just so cool to see like the heart of God in that moment looking back on it. So yeah. You guys are so much more saved than I am. <laughs> Just it's the way it is. Um, no, so I my favorite church event moment um, 
Like, I I love taking the team to Roca Blanca. It was so amazing going into the indigenous villages. Um, years prior, I had taken a team to the Los Angeles Dream Center, Matthew Barnett's place, and we um, we would go out to these just like, we'd go out to, we went, we went to Watts, we went to um, like all of these different kind of desolate places and fed the homeless and um, had a good time. Like we, we did, we worked really hard during the day and this is kind of my philosophy, right? Like we worked hard during the day and then we did something super fun at night. Mm -hmm. So we'd go to like Huntington Beach or like one night I took them out to Rodeo Drive and just kind of hung out. And so that was kind of the rhythm. And um, immediately when I got back from that trip, um, we had the church picnic. It was back when um, we did the church picnic. And I was exhausted. I was literally just like off of a one-week missions trip to Los Angeles where we're like going the whole time. And then um, we, I get off the plane and I'm to the, in the car to the park where we're doing this picnic um, at the and, and uh, one of the things I was doing was manning a bounce house. And this was like kind of a little bit earlier in the event, but uh, there was probably, you know, a good solid 130 people there. And I'm standing by this bounce house and I just see this kid who I know, and I'm not going to say his name, but I see this kid, he's probably about two and a half, three years old, and he lives in the woods, right? He's like, he lives away from people. But this kid had pulled his pants all the way down in the middle of this church picnic and was peeing. <laughs> And like, I saw it and then I like looked for his dad and I locked eyes with his dad immediately as he saw what his son was doing and was like, free. he was just distraught. <laughs> it was so funny. It was like one of the funniest moments. But, um, so I, I I'm a little bit more sarcastic with the, the favorite events yeah, things. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are way more saved than I am. But Hey, the reason why I wanted to, to kind of you know, ask you guys that question um, was because uh, for those of you who don't know, um, speaking of VBS, there's a lot of construction that's going on around the church, and it was uh, a postponed construction project that wasn't supposed to overlap with June significantly, but it, uh, you know, in the way that construction projects are, they, they kind of take their time as they will, and uh, that kind of led us to look at the, really the viability of VBS and come to the conclusion that we're, we're not going to be able to pull off what we would want to present to you guys and your kids um, as a, a really you know good option, but in view of all of that and God's sovereignty, um, we have worked with some amazing people and we have constructed what we are calling Summer Shakeup. And so the first Summer Shakeup event is on June 23rd, um, and it is at Heritage Park Pavilion Number Nine at 6:30. Cynthia, what, what kind of details you want to share about that? Yeah, we're super excited for you and your family. All the events in Summer Shake Up are family events. Our prayer is that God will bring and strengthen the community of his people. And there will be fun events to, to invite other people into the community of God. So the first one, like Pastor Roy said, was is going to be on Friday, June 23rd from 6 to 8 p.m. Heritage Park, Pavilion 9. You are, we're asking you to bring your own dinner and if you have a favorite summer game to play outdoors to bring that, we are going to provide freeze pops and two big inflatables and then you don't want to miss this. This guy's really fun. Casey Bubble Guy, um, every human becomes three years old when bubbles fly through the air and these are like massive yeah. bubble displays and getting all gooey in bubbles. So 
your kids are going to go crazy. And so we don't, we don't want to um, miss an opportunity to invite you out to that with your families, invite others to it. Um, we're really praying for the, the strengthening of bonds that um, tie us together as a community. Yeah, I think it's super important to, you know, I've, you know, as the, we, we made a, a kind of a transition back in 2019 where as a church executive staff, we just kind of looked at, um, you know, our calendars were always super full and we're always executing weekend services and then some big event. And, um, and we, we kind of came to this place where we had to, you know, really look at discipleship as the primary mechanism of how we're going to operate and what we're really called to do. Right, we're 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 not an event center that also does church. Yeah. You know, it was kind of the the conclusion, um, and so that's when we kind of shifted really hard to focus on harvest groups. And um, but as a byproduct of that, we really cut back on our events. And one of the things I've heard for years, um, I've heard two things just over and over and over again. Um, it, you know, let's do the church picnic, and um, we want to do the church picnic. And so, guess what? We're doing it <laughs> on the 23rd. Be there. Um, come join us. And then the other one that I've heard all, over and over again is uh, we want to do youth camp. And uh, we're not doing youth camp this year, but we do have a conference that we're going to. And it's kind of a test because if I can't get you to commit your kid to three nights for $89, then I'm definitely not going to get you to commit to a yeah. week that's 500 yeah. And by the way, you got to come and volunteer because I got to take one adult volunteer for every five students that I bring to any camp in America. So there's that. Um, so you know, there's there's the seed, the the seeds of these other things that we got to kind of do to invest our time or figure out where we want to invest our time. So it's a really big deal. Um, come join us on the 23rd. I'll give you guys just a, a, a little quick preview of the remainder of the events. We'll do one in July. July 16th, we're renting out Black Bob Bay from 7.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. Um, so you definitely don't want to miss that. We'll have the whole park to ourselves. Um, and we want as many people there as humanly possible because obviously if 50 people show up and we rented out the whole park, you're going on that slide a lot of times. <laughs> so we're going to need everybody to show up and show out. <laughs> um, and then uh, August the 4th, we're doing a really incredible opportunity that we have here at the church. Um, we're doing movie night on uh, that that evening. And so you definitely don't want to miss that. That's going to be actually one of the most impactful. Um, it's one of the ones I'm looking forward to the most. But there's kind of your preview, June 23rd, July 16th. And August 4th. Um, before I kick it over to Jared for a little bit, I kind of wanted to let you guys know of some different things. One of the things that we're doing this year, I'm, I'm kind of bringing something back, and this is I'm giving you a lot of time in advance uh, because this won't happen until August. Um, there's two different things that are kind of happening, and they coincide with one another in August. Um, the first one is if you have a student that is in eighth grade and they are going into ninth grade, promotion weekend will be the weekend of August the 13th. So the second Sunday in August is where we do promotion Sunday, and that's for everyone. So that's for kids that are going from, you know, preschool into kindergarten, first grade to second grade, you know, all all the way down the line, so everyone's going to promote that weekend. Um, but as a as a byproduct to that, obviously we have kiddos that are going to be transitioning spaces, and, and specifically, I'm talking about students that are going from third grade into fourth grade, because they'll be going from elementary to preteen. 
students that are going from fifth grade into sixth grade because they'll be going from preteen to middle school and students from eighth grade going to ninth grade because they'll be going from middle school to high school. We are hosting an event for all, if that's you, if you happen to be in that space, we're hosting an event on uh, Friday, August 11th, and it's going to be here at the church, more than likely in the South Auditorium. Uh, I'll kick out a form to you guys so that way, because uh, we will need you to RSVP so that way we know what kind of food to get and how much space that we need. Um, but we really want to take, you know, just a little bit of time and kind of do, you know, the similar to the way that the schools will be doing an orientation into these kids' new spaces. We want them to, you know, go and be able to see where they're going to be, get excited about that transition, um, not just at school, but obviously also here at church. Um, but then one um, caveat to that is that for the students that are going from eighth grade into ninth grade, um, we're actually going to be doing what's called freshman camp, and that's going to lead into it. So it's going to be the Wednesday and Thursday before uh, Friday the 11th. So the 9th and the 10th, it's here at the church. It's an all-day thing. It's like 9.30 a.m. until 5 p.m., um, and my student leaders lead that throughout the day. We'll, um, I kind of sit them down, and, and there's a big transition here at Church of the Harvest when a kid goes from middle school into high school. There's different responsibilities. There's different expectations. Um, there's also different levels of um, just kind of fun things that we do that um, we introduce them to during that time. So it's a little bit longer of an orientation process. And so I um, want to encourage you guys that if that's you, to get your kiddos signed up. Like I said, you'll be getting an email within the next week or two with uh, both of those events. Um, and that's just kind of emphasizing that it's a little bit newer of a thing. I've done freshman camp for years, but when COVID happened, it, it disrupted so many things for, you know, honestly, two or three years that I couldn't bring it back. Um, and so we're, we're doing it again for the first time uh, this year. And so we're also adding in the Friday night event for all the kiddos who, who are going through transitions. What's up, Cynthia? Just to add to that as well, so kids that are moving from preschool to kindergarten, you'll be getting an email from me if your child is five, asking the question whether they will be moving forward into kindergarten, because I know not every child moves and, and promotes into kindergarten. And so for those kiddos, we're planning on doing something on that Sunday morning to invite you all back into the South Auditorium and just do a little brunch, not brunch, but breakfast kind of foods, just finger foods, and introduce to the leaders and then take them to their rooms with you. And so they'll get introduced that morning to their new space. We will probably take a little field trip before then, just so it won't be completely unfamiliar, but we just want to make it a special day for them. Um, and we know for those kind of kids to be in a big room with a bunch of older kids, that might be overwhelming. So we're going to do that on Sunday, August 13th, but you'll get more information about that in the months ahead. Awesome. Awesome. And so a little bit on the other side of the spectrum, uh, middle school and high school, we have kicked off our summer semester of uh, high school uh, service from 6 to 8 p.m. on Sunday nights. Jared, what are you excited for for the semester? Not prepared for that question. Yeah. I don't know. All of it. I Yeah, that's such a weird question. Well, we're already in it. So it's like I, I took over the youth worship uh, this semester. I think that's been my main focus because um, especially in June, Royce is um, preaching all of June. So I haven't had to like develop the content as much. Um, I am really excited. So we're in the um, <clears throat> we're in the series called Wildfire right now. 
Um, next month is going to be uh, the series that I kind of take, and I'm going to try and tap some of our leaders too, to mm-hmm. preach. Um, but that series is... We don't really have a complete title for it yet. Uh, we have some stuff that we're throwing around, but it's basically around the the Beatitudes and then, you know, the Sermon on the Mount in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so especially I really like to hit um, with that age range, especially, and even with like, you know, peers, like young adults, really the, uh, you know, you've heard it said, <clears throat> you know, um, uh, do not commit adultery, but I say anyone that has lust in your heart, same thing, you know, on the, the anger route, you know, with murder and different things like that. Basically the idea that just, you know, one of the most important messages Jesus taught, um, he really made it a point to say like, I didn't come for your actions and the things that you do. I came to transform your heart, you yeah. know? And I think that's just something that, um, really is super impactful to, like I said, um, not just high schoolers and middle schools, but also people my age yeah. and people your guys' age and just like people, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a message that never gets old. So I'm I'm super excited to dive into that. Um, not just to teach it, but also just like for the personal reminder mm-hmm. of um, you know the priorities that Jesus has uh, in our rela- in our individual relationships with Him. Um, and so yeah, that's a big deal. But also, I mean. Right now, I'm really just in the weeds with the youth worship stuff, mm-hmm. like I said. Um, really just trying to work around that auditorium, especially, uh, and just kind of like um, make it as aesthetically pleasing as I can, given <laughs> all of the uh, different things going on in there and the chairs that are just like stacked in the back and all these different things. So, um, so that's really kind of like, that's where my head is at right now. But in terms of what I'm the most excited for, it's just seeing... Um, my relationship with the the kids on the youth team develop. And then also, like I said, just uh, developing that series out and really working through that content. Um, but that's it's such a broad question, man, because it's also like all the relationships yeah. with the kids that I'm developing. Summer, and, summer yeah. with youth is super special, man. Yeah. Like it's such a cool um, season of time. And um, it's really weird because a lot of other people in the church world, you know, they kind of slow down over the summer. Mm-hmm. And I've always, you know, the, the, staff here knows that my schedule is quite opposite from theirs in that regard as to, you know, they're kind of like, you know, dying down certain things in the summer and taking vacations. That's the, you know, that's the, the go time in the youth world because they're home and typically, you know, they have one or two things to do, but other than that, they're just sitting around doing nothing. And so we get them really busy, as busy as we can here at the church with student leadership and with, uh, you know, the summer semester for Sunday nights and just, you know, building those relationships and, and, um, making memories is a, you know, really big deal yeah. for me over the period because, you know, there's very few people who, um, the most impactful time of their life wasn't when they were a teenager. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's true spiritually as well. And so getting to be a part of that and getting to, um, you know, just really have some special moments with them, uh, is, is a big deal during yeah. the summer. And I was going to uh, say yeah, too, yeah, like when you uh, when you brought up Bold and mentioned that we're like not doing a camp, but we are going to this conference, I really think it's going to feel, um, or it's at least going to like, um, it's going to offer a lot of the best things that I experience from camp, yeah. which is just being uh, around the same people for a few days in a row. You know what I mean? Like that really, you really get comfortable with each other and students really get comfortable with leaders and students really get comfortable with each other and leaders get comfortable with leaders. And it just... It kind of create you come out of it feeling differently about each other, um, hopefully in a positive way. It was always positive for me. <laughs> yeah, it's a bonding experience for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. and I think just being around like uh, a larger, being a small, 
I don't know what it says. Being a, a, a group that you're used to feeling like a larger group inside of the context of a larger group. Does that yeah, make sense? For sure. Yeah. Like, I think that really, it gives you some identity of like, this is my church and this is how we do things. Mm-hmm. And these are my peers and different things like that. But you also get to see like, um, you know, how, how other churches operate and different things like that. So I'm just, I think it's going to be really a huge deal. Yeah. For those. So it's really funny because I've had a few people ask me like, Hey, what's some more information on bold? It's the only event that we have that has its own website. (laughs) So it's bold KC. You just Google it and you'll find all the FAQs, all the times, all the things. Um, one of the things I'm most excited about is it's, you know, it's really run by a group of young kids. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's oversight on the administrative part of it, but the actual function of it is just these really, really strong group of students. Um, one of them's name is Dawson Perkins. He's a good friend of mine. Um, he's a son of David Perkins, who's the lead pastor at Radiant Church. Um, and Dawson goes all over the country and speaks at all kinds of Gen Z events um, in arenas and, you know, all of these, these you know, kind of large things. But, um, but at the end of the day, I mean, like we sit down and I have coffee with him and he's you know, he's like one of my young adults. He's trying to figure out the world, but he knows that he loves Jesus mm-hmm. with all his heart. And he wants to see, um, you know, peers of his and people that are, you know, just a little bit younger than him um, really find their legs whenever it comes to this whole uh, journey that we have from following Jesus. And it's such a beautiful thing to me because, you know, one of the things that it provides is it provides a, um, an example yeah. You know, an example and it, it gives you it gives students permission to be radical for Jesus. You yeah. know, it's it's hard to imagine what that looks like whenever you don't have an example. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you have an example, man, it's so it's so amazing to see how students really lean in. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there's anything that's more important this day and age than um, students that are fully committed to following Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, we you know, you you can pick whatever cultural issue that you want to pick. And I don't think that there's too many different solutions outside of a generation, um, just figuring out to, you know, with hopeless abandon, just follow Jesus yeah. or reckless abandon. It's hopeful abandon, <laughs> uh, but reckless abandon, just, you know, going all in for Jesus. And so, um, it's just a small chasm, you know, it provides some, some kind of just logical solutions as well. You know, I don't know if you guys are aware, but, um, you know, doing something that's overnight with students is a very complicated issue and it's very dicey. So, um, it's, you know, something that not a lot of people do anymore just because of a lot of the risks that are associated with it. And there are a lot of risks associated with it. And so, you know, it's local, um, you know, we'll hope that it's engaged and, and maybe next year we'll be able to provide some space that those students spend all day with each other over that three day period of time. But it's kind of the, you know, toe in the water, so to speak, of kind of entering back into what should this look like? And it's easy to engage with. Um, Life Mission Church is hosting it. So it's, you know, right right here in Olathe, um, three three evenings, you know, so it's, it's pretty much as um, low key as you can get on the logistics side of things with, with also being high impact, which I'm a huge fan of um, because my administrative muscles don't work at all. But anyway, you guys know that. Um, so uh, only other thing that I would say is if you are the parent of a middle school student or you're going to be the parent of a middle school student here real quick, um, we want to encourage you uh, to join the high school youth team. Um, it's a semester-based system, and so we're not asking you for the rest of your life, um, but we definitely do want to, you to engage that. And the reason is, is because even if you don't feel called the youth ministry, guess what? 
you are. Uh, <laughs> so one of the great things about faith is that you oftentimes don't feel it. And if you have a kid that's in sixth grade or going into sixth grade, getting ready for youth ministry is going to be a big deal because yeah. it's going to hit you faster than you know. And it comes quick, doesn't it, Cynthia? Absolutely. <laughs> um, and so we want to encourage you to engage that. I know summer's usually not the you know, best time to do that. Or if you look, here's my thing. And you guys know that I'm super biased whenever it comes to youth ministry. But like I said earlier, I don't know if there's a more impactful season in a person's spiritual development than their teenage years. Um, and if it's not, then it's as soon as you get to know Jesus, it's like, you know, I was 21. Cynthia was in her early twenties. Jared got saved like last year. I'm playing, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, but you know, it's, it's a really formidable time. It's where those memories are made and those bonds are made as well. And being a part of that's just an amazing piece of the journey. Yeah. Um, I long for the day where I'm, you know, one of a dozen people that have been serving our teenagers for more than 10 years. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we, as a church culture that's 25 years old, um, our students deserve that. Mm-hmm. They just do. But that doesn't happen until, you know, we get committed to that in that season of individuals. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, I know everybody's going to get real loud around political issues next year. You know, get ahead of the curve, get in with some teenagers and start changing people's lives now. So uh, I want to encourage you to do that. Um, talk to me, talk to Jared, if that's you. If not, we'll be talking to you. But I uh, love you guys. Can't wait to make amazing memories with you guys this summer. We're super excited for the summer shakeup, these events that are coming, and just getting to serve you guys throughout the week. And so until next time, love you. Peace. Peace. Peace.